Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I will bleep that. Um. I am I keep running away. The U.S. allowed to start doing its own cryptocurrency, the, mm-hmm. the, right. the, the digital dollar. The digital dollar. It's already that that legislation is already in play that the Fed could start making its own coin. And I think it's going down a trail where they're trying to say that uh, crypto is bad and therefore we need to regulate it. And, oh, we're going to have our all of American money is going to go to a, a crypto form <laughs> so that it can dollar. be regulated properly. Yeah. I heard and, that if you have to use the digital dollar that you have to get a barcode imprinted either on your face or your forehead. Yeah. Or your probably. forehead or your hand on your, on your so wrist, that yeah. you could buy and sell because Just you're not going to be allowed to buy and implant, sell, you know. You're not going to be allowed to buy and sell. Yeah, none of that. But that's a good thing, right? I mean, it's, it's it? always it. As long as I you're think. honoring your mother and yeah, your father. I mean, as long as you, you are... bring down the, the, the American government via, uh, via... Uh, a cryptocurrency. I mean, yeah, as long as you're as honoring as you're your mother, honor, that's, that's all that right. matters. As long as you honor your mother and father. That's the key this. to this, guys. That's the she key. was rich. Honor she her. took a... Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the next episode of The Recovering Babylonians. We are outside, obviously, of the holiday season. Uh, Hanukkah is over. If yep. you guys liked our last episode on Hanukkah, please just leave a like and subscribe. We yep. always appreciate yeah, that. But we're going to go ahead and Thanks, start guys. talking about the commandments again. And obviously, oh, yeah. we are on commandment number five. Number five, five of five. the Decalogue. Of Decalogue. the, Deca- the Exodian Decalogue. Decalogue. <laughs> anyway, so um, honoring your mother and father. So obviously, uh, yeah, as long as you're bringing down an entire regime of American Nazis with the DNC. <laughs> Uh, honoring your mother and father is okay. Yeah, it's right. Good. As long as you're mm-hmm. being, as long as it's devastating to the middle class, it's just. <laughs> um, so that's the question. That's the key, right? That's, that's devastating right there. to the middle class. <laughs> that's the middle class. <laughs> that's the question. Just so we can get this out of the way, Recovering Babylonians is an apolitical podcast that has no particular vision. However, we are all human beings and we have our own opinions. Yes, we do. Yes. And some of them happen to align. Some of them don't. Like, he believes we're walking on a dinner plate, and I don't. <laughs> um, inverted dinner plate. It's got inverted a dinner bit plate, of, and it's turtles all there. the way down. <laughs> turtles. <laughs> floating magical on the turtles. turtles. Yeah. Floating turtles. <laughs> That's where my that's where my native heritage comes in. <laughs> but you can see that there are differences. There are many differences, and, and and not even the differences between brothers, or the differences between family. You can anybody out there can tell you that the hardest people to love is your family. Oh yeah. You I love you guys so much. We're on the same. We have the same mindset about a lot of things, and our core beliefs are the same. We believe in deity of Yeshua. That's Amen. one. Of, that's probably one of our number ones. Mm-hmm. Right. We believe that He is God and all-powerful and deserves every bit of glory and enthronement and praise that he gets. And he's the only one who does. We also believe that he died and resurrected for our sins, which we also believe our sins are transgression of God's instruction. And he wrote them out in five books. We do believe these are core things that we can't disagree on Mm -hmm. in order for us to have relationship. Um. However, the differences that we have, whether the shape of the earth or how, you know, how science plays in a biblical standpoint or anything like that, it's all trivial. But it's these differences that we have to deal with within our own family. And we have to figure out how to what, what, what does it mean to honor my mother and father if I disagree with them? If I don't think that I want to take down the entire American government for my mother, you know, how do I say that to her? You know, that kind of thing. And in. So part of the things that we're going to get into today is like the cultural difference between what honor and shame really mean, what guilt and innocence does honoring your mother and father say, obeying them, 
obeying them at their every word, even if it's against the commandments of God? Is that honoring your mother and father? Or are you honoring your mother and father if you obey God despite their opinion? Yeah. Because they taught you to mm -hmm. obey God. So those are the kind of subjects that we're going to be hitting on. And what I'd like to do, let's turn to our resident historian here. And Hi, let's friends. our English teacher. Well, technically you are too, but uh, he's smarter. I want to get into the, I? I want to get into the understanding. <laughs> no, thanks for being honest. <laughs> thanks for being honest. If you if he is smarter, if not by much. <laughs> but um, I want to get into the actual words here. Um, Let's go and look at the Decalogue. Let's go ahead and pull up. Uh, do you have our, our Hebrew translations ready? Hebrew? I, yeah, got, you're not, you're not going to read it in Hebrew? You're not going to heed it no, in there? I've, <laughs> I've got blue letter. That's the best. You got I the got. blue letter translation? That's what I got. Um, so honor your father and mother. We're obviously on the fifth commandment. Um, a lot of people think that this is the middle commandment. And mm -hmm. the reason they think that is because uh, when Christ is asked, what are the two greatest commandments? And he says what? He says, uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and strength. Mm -hmm. And the second commandment is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Yep. On these two commandments, hang all the law and the prophets. Yep. The law is the commandments of God. And therefore, there's obviously a, a, a divide here. Mm -hmm. There's living with people and living with God. Yep. The yep. first five of the ten are to live with God. The, first, the next five of the ten are how you deal with people yeah don't murder don't steal don't lie you know those kinds of things lie or what bear false witness, bear false witness. is yeah. it lying or is it bear false witness what is it we'll get, we'll anyway point is is that this is the one that kind of sits on both sides yeah right it's on both sides you were telling me this earlier far yeah. as so you're you're honoring your father and mother because that is a model of us as children of god have a relationship with our father mm -hmm. yep. and but you're also honoring your father and mother, which are the first persons that are your neighbors. They're the first neighbors, really, honestly. They, they, yeah. they gave birth to you. They raised you. They're your first people that you interact with. So, um, let's read it out loud. I'm sorry. Let's just let's just read it out loud. Let's just go from there. Where's the commandment? Read it. Okay, right here. Read it. It's Exodus chapter 12 or 20. Exodus chapter 20. We're still in the we're yeah. still in the Exodian Decalogue. Verse 12. You, I I'm going you. to frustrate you I people enough you that right I'm now. going to make one of you walk out of here. I promise. One of these days. <laughs> one, one of these days. days. I, can, I, yeah, I, can't, I can't do you right now, but whatever. It is honor, honor your father, father and your mother. mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Okay. Now, let's, let's break that down. Break it down. What does that say? Honor your father and your mother so that... Honor your father and your mother so that your days may may be long upon the land which the lord your god is giving you okay it doesn't say you shall not murder so so that your days will be it long. is it is the only commandment in the ten commandments that has a promise attached with it exactly there is a promise honor your father and mother and your days will be long and you will prosper yeah you know that kind of thing it's a very important one it's there yeah so if you like 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 we've talked about in the first pre in the previous commandments read the whole thing it's not right. remember the Sabbath day. It's remember the Sabbath day. Keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do no work. Anyway, yeah. uh, what do you got? So, um, one what, thing what? one thing that I found out a long time ago that I love mm -hmm. is uh, the definition of the word honor. Okay. Hebrew, Hebrew definition of the word honor. Go it's ahead. got a lot of different meanings, and a lot of them are uh, 
a burden. They're attached to being a burden. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. They are. I always find that interesting. That it's it's not like like to honor. To honor is to make something a burden, to make something heavy, like like weighted in your heart and your mind and everything. It's to be a burden on you. Right. Something that you have to consider all the time. Exactly. And worry about. Like it's it's not just it's not just to honor them and respect them. It is something that you have to care for yeah. and carry with you. Yeah. I always find that interesting. That is interesting. So it's something yeah. that is that is weighty. It's a it's a yeah. weightier, weightier matter, matter of the law. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, there's a. I, I just saw this and I thought it was interesting. That word honor is only that specific way of phrasing it is only used four times in yeah. the in the Bible or in the Hebrew Old Testament, mm-hmm. and it is uh, one of the really interesting ones is Proverbs three verse six and verse nine. Verse six, everyone knows this. Well, verse five and six, it's a very popular phrase trust in yahweh with all your heart do not rely on your own understanding yeah uh, acknowledge him in all your ways that's the word acknowledge acknowledge and he will make your path straight it's so funny. that word acknowledge him in all your ways that particular phrase was one of my youth pastors life verses yeah mm-hmm. so acknowledge him in all me. your Sorry. ways and he, and he will make your path straight do not rely on your own understanding so you acknowledge him and how you live your life mm-hmm. then you go down to verse nine and it says honor yahweh with your wealth and from the first fruits of your crops, then your barns will be filled completely and your vats will overflow with new wine. So there's also a promise there. Yeah. If you see that in the one that where it's telling you to honor Yahweh with your wealth and what you have, because then you'll have this promise of your barns will be full. Your crops will be, you know, come, yeah. you know, come that, do it from your first fruits, all right. of this. And in this, in the NET, the one it's like my favorite translation now, it says, um, to honor God means to give him the rightful place of authority by rendering him gifts of tribute. One way to, one way to acknowledge God in one's ways is to honor him with your wealth. So that word is directly connected to this same phrase here, honor your father and your yeah. mother, um, so that your, you know, life will be long. Right. Yeah. In the land. I mean, yeah. it's there. It's obviously that honoring mm-hmm. that, which is good, yeah. honoring that, which deserves honor comes with the promise of being prospered being yes. blessed yeah you know in general i mean it's like even if you honor god you will be blessed you honor your parents you will prosper mm-hmm. um we were talking about this and we keep saying honor and honor and we were like you and i read through a book and you need to get this book i don't hey, know if you've actually it? read that, but the it? honor shame kinship and patronage i've heard of it i have by uh, david de silva i know yeah i know it link in the description below but um honor and shame they they talk about the differences in the uh, ancient Near Eastern society, drink, and then the uh, first century in what modern day understanding of honor and shame are. Most of our religion today is not built on honor and shame, but it's built on guilt and innocence. Guilt and Did innocence. you do it? Did you not do it? Which is kind of an opposite idea. Yeah, it's an opposite idea of what modern theology teaches. Yeah. Modern exactly. theology teaches is that, oh, super grace, hyper grace, it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. you've done something bad, you can you can come back from it and all that kind of stuff. And it is true. That is that is all true, but there's something beyond that. You're supposed to be changed and come back to the idea. So are you guilty or are you shaming? Yeah. It, are you guilty of something or are you being shamed? Because a little bit of shame is necessary. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to be corrected. Unless you're willing to take a little bit of shame. Yep. 
And in, if you're not willing to take a little bit of shame, you're not willing to be corrected. And God despises someone like this. Yep. Yep. Someone who, who is so foolish, who doesn't want to hear correction or think even for a second that they might be wrong. God thinks that this person is foolish, mm-hmm. not wicked. My, my wife and I were, di- were discussing the differences. We were, we were going through the Psalms or Proverbs. And there's a difference between a wicked person and a foolish person. Yeah. yeah a foolish person true. just is ignorant and speaks before them thing. And honestly, that like that's the majority of people. Uh a wicked person is someone who is actively anathema, who who, who wants to break free of the restraint of law, which is yeah. the actual yeah. definition for the Hellenistic Greek. Yeah. So honor. Honor back then did not mean you obeyed everything that they said. Mm-hmm. It meant that you did not sully their reputation. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I say that now, and then I like I feel a small bit of guilt because I'm guilty of this. Mm-hmm. I've ruined my yeah. parents' reputation once or twice with certain yeah. people, yeah. or I spoke poorly about them to people. Yeah. And it w- it took my father to catch me on it and call me and say stop that. And I profusely apologized and realized I was doing the wrong thing. But from this point on, I mean, I can tell you, I mean, all of our parents were people. Yeah. They were humans. They have as many failings as we do. And we have as many failings and probably more than they because they're mature. But I honor them mm-hmm. because they gave me life. They provided for me. They raised me. They taught me to love God above all things. Yep. And I'm better for it. And so my parents did really well by me. Yeah. And I will honor them that way. If I was independently wealthy, I'd pay all their debts off. I'd build them a house yeah. and whatever. You know, I would do those things for my parents yeah. in a heartbeat. But it doesn't mean that I have to obey them. Yeah. It does not mean that I have to obey them, especially when it comes down to the point of uh, doing it against God's commands. Oh, yeah. I, I think one of the big things is you, you give them the proper place of authority in your life, which in that context. So when you're a child, the proper place of authority is they know what's right. We need to uh, listen to them. And then when we become adult children, the proper place of authority is taking their wise counsel mm-hmm. and weighing it to the situation and making a, a righteous decision based on wise counsel from your parents and other factors. Yeah. But that's not always going to equal agreeing with what they tell you to do. It's also mm-hmm. not always going to equal the right advice. Right. Exactly. It's, it, my parents may give me very wise advice. But even the wisest man in Babylon is still in Babylon. And okay. I'm not saying my parents are in Babylon. Right, I'm right. saying that. But they're not in your It could situation. be anybody. You know, yeah. I, I could be saying that Sam Harris is wise counsel and he hates God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it's like, how much of a wise counsel are you if you're not smart enough to get God? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> so, anyway. My point was there is that there's a big difference between honor and shame and guilt and innocence. And most things today are built on the guilt and innocence idea. It's like, well, you didn't obey me, so you don't honor me. Yeah. And it's like, well, what if you're wrong? What if you've told me to go and murder children? I'm not going to obey you. Yeah. Yeah. Your your parent says you need to get that abortion because you're not there. You know, just extreme example. Extreme example. Yeah. You know, you're you're not in a position to provide for this child. And so you need to go do this because I'm your parent. Right. It's like, that's no, I want this child. And even though I did something wrong, this child doesn't deserve that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. I mean, that's that's an extreme example. But I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still though. It's still. 
So would you would you obey your parents to go against God? No. Right. No. Yeah. That's it's family's the first and foremost. It has to be honor your God. Honor yeah. God. No, I know people. Was, yeah. I know people who believe that family is above God. Mm. I, I I've I've talked with people directly and people very close to me actually, uh, who have told me you know I still believe in God but my family comes before God. Now, mm. we were going to talk about some of the historical differences from like the ancient Hist- Hellenistic idea of what the family was supposed to look like. And uh, even, we even have information on like w- what um, Confucian idea, like Chinese Confucian, Confucianism or whatever. Oh, okay. And they yeah. believed in so- something similar. They believed in a, a, uh, a spiritual monarchy or a mm-hmm. spiritual patriarchy, that kind of thing, similar oh, okay. to what yeah. we believe. Yeah. Or what we hold now. Like honor your ancestors. Through. Honor your ancestors. The Egyptians even believed in something. I think you were saying it was called the eternal family. Uh, yeah, eternal nature of their family. The eternal nature, the yeah. legacy, the There's, dynasty. Okay. Yeah. Right? So the, these are these are big ideas. And these are big ideas that even in the Bible you can see God flips them on their head. Natural understanding of how the family is supposed to work. The firstborn is supposed to get all the things and the yeah. inheritance of the father and all that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, go tell that to Isaac. Go tell that to Ishmael. Go tell that to Jacob and Esau. Go tell that to, you know, I mean, multiple times. Mm-hmm. The brother is supposed to be elevated. The uh, the the firstborn. That's the idea of yeah, the culture. Exactly. Yeah. But Abel's gift was accepted, yeah. and he was elevated. Yeah. Not Cain, yeah, and then God's, Cain turned around. God's and firstborn is is different than man's firstborn. Exactly, yeah. the one of spiritual, the firstborn of the spirit. Yeah, you know, the one who obeys God. Yeah, that's the firstborn. Yeah. Anyway, so, what do you so got? I've got three different articles. Where do you guys want me to start? Start with the Hellenistic one. We were reading the okay. one where it said uh, the ancient Greek thought. Ancient Greek thought. And um, go ahead and give me a couple of quotes out of there. Now, this was this is from Aristotle or Aristotle's point of view most of the time. Yeah, I can read that one. There's Plutarch and Aristotle. This is on Wikipedia. We'll have the link in the description. Uh, Aristotle often describes personal and domestic relationships in terms of different forms of government. So governmental idea is uh, family is model of the government, not the other way around. Um, He gives examples such as men and their domestic animals, wives, slaves, and children. He says, for example, the government of a household is monarchy since every house is governed by a single ruler. Rule of a household is a monarchy for every house is under one head. Uh, later in the same text, he says the husband exercises a republican government over his wives and monarchical government over his, over their children and that they exhibit political office over slaves and royal office over the family in general. Okay, so what about that? Granted that it's a Hellenistic idea. It's a right. Grecian idea, yeah. not a Hebrew not a biblical necessarily yeah how much of that is accurate to your understanding of the biblical family i mean i think about it it's hellenistic cultural idea it's fairly similar i mean well and i was gonna say i think that even though it is hellenistic there is a lot of that idea seems to stem from the like biblical ideas yeah it's like which like, came first this or the bible right. and we know that the bible came first so so like, like yes to some degree text of the bible, some you know like I mean? a lot of those can be true but they start to when they start to remove like yahweh god from it then it becomes people relying on their own understanding and that's yeah. where like the the machismo and like hispanic culture comes in 
we see that in like it's my my way or the highway type of idea yeah. right okay and back in a, in a hebrew mindset it's the the man is the one who bears the weight of the decisions yeah consults his help me but ultimately he ends up making the decision because whatever decision he chooses he bears responsibility for right and i think that's a distinct dis- difference from this where it's just like it's you know it's monarch it's a monarchy mm-hmm. you know it's yeah. a the republican rule i don't exactly know what that means i assume that means that they work together so it would have been it would have been more been of a work of, together yeah, i mean like in our together. republic in our representative republic now in america we consult together as like a you know we we have representatives that we send and they consult in congress and they vote and yeah. they think of the matters and they do it for us yeah. And so I, I believe when he says that in a republic way, dealing with the wife from this Hellenistic article, <laughs> it is yeah. it's a Grecian article. Yeah. Um, but uh, that it's that the wife is consulted on the plans of the household. Yeah. But he rules as a monarch over his children because they have no bearing on income or what happens to the house or anything like that. Yeah. So and then, of course, over the the pets and the livestock and the slaves, I guess, I guess. Because they're property. Right. We're viewed as property. So go with me here and let's go down to the, the Confucian understanding. Confucian thought? Yeah, the Confucian thought. On it. Confucius believed the child should be subordinate to the parent, young younger brother to the older, wife to husband, and subject to the sovereign who is to be regarded as the father of the nation. So hold on, hold right there. I'll stop right there. So it goes, it says, should the father should be subject to the sovereign. Yeah. In the Confucian idea, it just said, that it believes that that's more of the nation, the father yeah. of the nation. Father so it would say the king. Yeah. Their okay. monarch. Their, their king. Confucian. Monarch. King. Whatever. Same difference. King. Who's your king? Yahweh. Yeah. Yeah. Yah. Yah. Yah is your king? Yes. Yah. So who are you subservient to? What sovereign are you subservient to? Yahweh. Okay. Over anything else, Yahweh. Okay. So, but are you subservient to Joe Biden? Because the Bible tells us to obey the laws of the land. And so that's I'm still it. serving my God and obeying the laws of the land. But the moment they turn against God, I don't have to obey them. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Just so we to, don't obey Biden at all. Yeah, because he's like... Anti-God. He went through his entire Christmas speech this year, and I don't think there was one drop of Christ in there. I'm sure oh, it was really? Yeah, sure I don't think wasn't. there was one mention of Jesus in it at all. So, it. I mean, he was he was pretty apolitical, whether he believes in Jesus or not. Not my judge, but... Yeah, he says he's Catholic. He says he's Catholic. and. Whatever. But my point is, is that yeah. Okay, so you're subject to the sovereign. Go yeah. ahead. So, yeah, same. Yeah, the state as the family right large was the most harmonious, orderly, and na- natural form of government. This was later expanded to cover international relations. The emperor of China is treated as the older brother of the Korean king. Confucian family theory is still espoused mm-hmm. in North Korea to justify their method of leadership succession. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's setting up dynasties and understanding like yeah. that. Yeah, the dynasty idea. I mean, Egypt had the same dynasty idea. Right. Th- there is a lot of that that I even agree with. It's just that they've taken God out of the equation. That's that's the biggest <laughs> thing with these nations is they take God out point. of the actual Once God equation. Once God gets out of the equation, everything starts to shift in, in a tyrannical type of way. Yeah. Because if point. God is still viewed as the father of the nation, right? God our Father, the nation being Israel, right? Yeah. Then we are always subject to Him, who is living. He is the eternal God. He is the God of the living, not the God of the dead. Yeah. And 
So his rule is eternal. Yeah. I mean, we can even look at it as our American nation that we're in right now. Yeah. If we go back, we've talked about it countless times now about this founding of the country being God. And then we mm-hmm. have the shift in the 1800s where it became not about God and about man. Yeah. And we see the down, you know, the, the downfall of that and how that's gone on up until now. Right. Like it's the same situation is the moment you try to remove God and we see it in, in uh, Kings and Chronicles, the moment like they brought Saul in, they put something between the family and God, and that means that it adds another like layer where something can go wrong. Right. Yeah. It's a point of failure. Yeah. Is what we call it's, it in the technical technical. Yeah. It's a point of failure. I th- I think if you put anything between parent and and God and parent and Yahweh, whenever that starts to it starts to shift everything downward, mm-hmm. or yeah, it starts to remove what is ever above the parents. Yeah. So that level it becomes God, and then God is removed. Yeah, right. It's like then that whatever is above the parents that it then leads to God, it's subject to what how how they view God. And if yeah. the ones that you put above parents stop viewing God as a leadership role, yeah, then you're, it's it's just like like you said in this country. That's what we, we put did. our government in that place, and then they were subject to God as well. Where you know prayer and church services even happened in the halls of Congress. Yeah, but then once we started getting away from that, and they were still in that role. And they started getting away from God completely and separating, yeah, one hundred percent separating God from government. Yeah, then they started to become tyrannical yep. because they don't have any moral principles that are grounding them. Whereas Yahweh is His word lasts forever and He, he never changes. Yep, and they're willing to change because they're fallible humans. Yeah, there you go. Now that brings me to my next point. Under the modern thought on this particular yep. uh, setup, let's go ahead and talk about this. And this is where I want to kind of get into it because this is going to be probably the most controversial part of it. Okay, let's go for it. You ready? Yeah. Go for it. Do you want me to? So, in the modern thought, do you want to read it or do you want? No, no, I can't. I can't Uh, read. Where do you? Where do you want me to? I'm illiterate. You're illiterate. Good job, Bear. Hmm? Good job. Where do you want me to start? Uh, Right there. Tom. Yeah. Okay. Can you say that name? Uh, Louis de uh, Bonald. 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 Louis de Bonald. De Bonald. Louis de Bonald. Okay, whatever. Bonald. Wrote as if the family were a miniature <laughs> sorry, state. Sorry, I'm going to skip over this. I took French. Good for you. Yeah, I did. Wrote as if the family were a miniature state. <laughs> miniature in his, state. In his analysis of the family relationship of father and mother and child, he related them to the function of a state. The father is the power, the mother is the minister, and the child as subject. As the father is active and strong, the child is passive or weak. The mother is the median term between the two extremes of this continuous proportion. DeBonald justified mm-hmm. his analysis by quoting and interpreting passages from the Bible. Um, it calls the man the reason, the head, the power of women. Ver caput es mal- maleris. You, you, you don't gotta read Whatever. the Latin. Uh, man is head of woman, <laughs> says St. Paul. It calls woman the helper of the of or minister of man. Help me. Let us make man, says Genesis, a helper similar to him. It calls the child a subject since it tells it in thousands of places to obey its parents. Okay. Gotcha, Derek. Now, that that's... How accurate is that in your heart? I mean, like, really? Like, I in mean, your interpretation and understanding of how the, the nuclear family is supposed to work out, I what mean, do you think? 
I mean, without any political bias or anything else, and just looking at those words, yeah, I say yeah. Okay, yeah, so just looking at that as the modern thought. Now let's move to the political, uh, the politics and the family. This is the one where it gets a little different. And so the uh, not reading that name. What? Which one? The that Delacroix. 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 Uh, so this is a. Um, you drink uh, Lacroix, you weirdo. Yeah, it's the same do. way. So right here, Lacroix right here, start with most recently. Most George recently, Lakoff. most recently, George Lakoff was claimed that the left-right distinction in politics comes from a difference between ideals of the family and the mind of the persons in question. For right-wing people, the ideal is a patriarchal and moralistic family. For the left-wing people, the ideal is an unconditionally loving family. As a result, Lakoff argues both sides find each other's view not only immoral, but incomprehensible since they appear to violate each other's deeply held beliefs and a, about personal morality in the sphere of the family. There you go. So to break that down and just to kind of break it down in the way I understood it. And there's a date uh, that is around this particular time right there. So such as a model is not, is not a recent addition to modern discourse. Jay Vernon uh, Jensen discussed British voices on the eve of American revolution trapped by the family metaphor in the quarterly journal of speech in 1977 mm -hmm. um the idea of like left right politics and that kind of stuff which is one of the most divisive things in a family yeah yes. trust us we know politics and religion will destroy a family yes it will so <sighs> why tell you not to talk about it this understanding says that like from a right leaning which like i said at the beginning of this episode Recovering Babylonians is an apolitical podcast. However, we all have our own opinions, and they're based on the Bible. So, get it right. It's basically saying in these modern times that the difference between the two is that one says we hold to a standard, and the family should bind around that standard, which is Jesus the Christ, the living word of God, the yeah. crimson cord that runs from yeah. Genesis to Revelation, and all that that implies. Yeah. That's our belief. And then the leftist or whatever political leaning that is an incomprehensible or unworkable idea with the other idea is that I just love you because I love you. Yeah. And it doesn't matter that you're, you know, a baby eating Satan worshiper. <laughs> and I'm serious. Then that is the unconditional idea. Cool. It doesn't matter what you do. I love you. Yeah. yeah. Christians have the similar thing. I love you no matter what. I love you. I love if you're mm -hmm. my enemy. I love you. If you're my friend, I love you. If you are my family. Who is my mother and my brother except for those who do the will of my god i love you and i want to be with you i desire to be around you because yeah. we are of the same mindset right, yeah right, right. and so interesting the two ideas from a left and a right what i'm just thinking about what you, you got like a whole thing going on over there context i'm just thinking about some interesting well keep going you're that. gonna have to say something here in a little bit uh, but make, loving unconditionally yeah. and accepting anybody for who they are and what they are instead of correcting them or saying that there is a biblical or a standard that you're supposed to be living towards it, it's hard to difficult now hold on i'm gonna let aj go here you were telling me the the prodigal son give me the example of the prodigal son earlier that we were talking about oh i was just saying like when we were talking about this that um from a from a a, a traditional biblical standpoint the way i would view it is the prodigal son was given his inheritance and he was and he left the family he was no longer part of the family. And then he couldn't and be he, part of the he family. He couldn't be part of the family. And the beautiful part of that story was the fact that 
the father welcomed him back with open arms because he wanted to be back part of the family mm-hmm. and he was completely repentant and um you and know, lowly sorry for done. what he did yeah and he was low and yeah um but our modern ideas like well you're still my brother but you're an atheist and, or you're choosing to walk down this path that's completely against christianity right but i still need to like spend time with you and and do all these things and honestly it sounds kind of harsh but i was talking to i was talking to them about the the amish perspective and the idea of shunning and i've learned a little bit about that recently and i was just like as i was hearing some defectors of the amish world talk about how their family shuns them and they're not allowed to be part of it because they choose not to be part of the the amish church um Mm-hmm. and how they were sad about those types of things at the same time i was like they're the amish setup may be a little skewed but the basic principles of that still ring true right if you are part of this family and you choose no to no longer be a part of the faith of the family and believe in the same god as us you are now worshiping another god and you are separated from us just yep. in, a, in a contrary fashion just like ruth Mm-hmm. Was it Ruth? That did what? Uh, the one that said that your God will be my God. Esther. Yeah, it was Ruth. No, it was Ruth. Ruth. It was Ruth. Oh, yeah. Ruth that was when they, the Mo- she will Moabites with, were allowed uh, back. Yeah, she with Naomi. She, her God, Naomi's God. Even though her husband died, Naomi's God will be her God. Your people and your people, people will be my people. Like she's choosing to leave her gods from her, the Moabite people. Like behind. one of the first grafted. Yeah, one of the first one grafted first. in people to Israel. Or one one of the large examples of, of someone who is grafted into Israel because she chooses the the idea of grafting becoming part of a family is also directly connected to worshiping the same God as that person yep. as that family at least there you go. historically at least historically and well that's the way it's supposed to be I think even from a biblical standpoint yes you're supposed to be if you're going to be part of a family then you have to worship the same God no yeah Just I mean like that's what a sojourner gra- in the na- the sojourner in the Israelite nation would had to worship the same God if right, they were right. going to travel and live with the people right exactly and what if your way of worship of that God is just different that's pagan that's pagan that's pagan, <laughs> that's pagan. whatever okay. now that's I guess that's the question though I mean like what if your worship of that God like what if you, if you believe, believe in the same worship, God yeah. I proclaim the same name as God as, as, as uh, 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 Yahweh Yeshua Jesus I proclaim these same names as my savior and my master as anybody else in the modern Christian age but we have vastly different ways of worshiping him most people in the modern Christian age worship them out of tradition worship him out of what they know and what they do and the, the only real and it's 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 hard and it sounds like it's conceited to say this but the only real difference between our faith and the modern christian faith is that we just worship him the way he wrote it down that's yeah. it what we have on paper not what we think we should be doing yeah and what our traditions are we just like god wants a specific way to be worshiped and so where is that he wrote it down there are his commandments because if you love him you keep his commandments yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. jesus says that and I don't know why we don't necessarily do it. Yeah. But, well, can I get into my little thing? That I was okay, yeah, about? you go okay, for it. Okay. It's your turn. So we were talking about kind of the, the two different ways, the left the left and right-leaning thing. Left and right. So um, reading that and thinking about it, it's the law and the spirit. The mm-hmm. truth and the spirit of the law separated. 
You get into two different extremes. Really? Yes, that's how that would. That's in my opinion what that looks like because you have the the moralistic family, the people who have their rules and apply and abide by those rules, and then you have the unconditionally love loving family. You've got Old Testament, New Testament. Old Testament oh. was un, uh, unconditional love. You know how I feel about Old and New Testament. First Testament. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Buzzer. <laughs> you got First Testament, Second Testament. You've got you've got the Yeshua brought unconditional love. Love everybody. Right. You've yeah. got the law that was written down. This was the separation of those two things. And now you've got two extremes that you have to find and meet in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Right. You've got, but what I was thinking about historically is we had that when we got started. If you go and look at the historical context of the denominations and the actual history of the denominations that our founding fathers were, they, they were very similar to what we do now. They knew okay. the law and they knew the spirit of it. So they knew when somebody needed to be shunned, like you were talking about with the Amish mm -hmm. people. They knew yeah. whenever somebody had gone too far. They were right. trying to prevent that with the laws that they wrote into the Constitution. Because losing family and us being in the congregation and having had to go through that a couple times, mm -hmm. it hurts a lot. Yes. Yeah, and they were trying to keep that from happening with the nation. Is trying to keep it united. Everybody needs to abide by the, this. this God that we believe guided us through the constitution because they were praying and worshiping and doing church services and reading from the bible during those the, right. the, the times that all of that was written everything was dripped in christianity yeah. everything was birthed out of christianity what they didn't want was separation of church and state was really that they didn't want the state to dictate how you worshiped god yeah. right yeah they we're already the in a problem by the time by the time the american revolution is around by the time we we, we become, we're becoming a nation we're already past the protestant revolution and we're already into oh the catholics are weird let's start making our own thing oh the anglican church is weird let's worship god the way that we should in the bible yeah yeah and that's a lot of what it was i actually talked with a uh a uh, historian on Twitter the other day who like knows George Washington really well and I asked him I said did George Washington cross the Delaware on December 24th because he didn't celebrate the holiday and he said no he said most likely if he did celebrate the holiday or he said he did celebrate the holiday and he recognized it as Christ's birth but he didn't do any of the things in the holiday that like we were saying a couple of weeks ago in our Christmas yeah. episode were the amalgamation of all the pagan things into one heathenistic day. Yeah. You know, he didn't, he probably didn't put up a tree unless it was like politically forced or something like that. He didn't necessarily believe in all the pagan stuff, but he did recognize the day as a day to celebrate his birth and that kind of stuff. I get it. I understand it. And I know why you would do that, but he didn't put so much solace on that day or so much weight on that day that he wasn't going to go kick the British's ass. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, oh. <laughs> I will bleep that. Um, anyway, <laughs> so, that's, Dang, I think you I said arse. There. arse. What you said arse. Arse. That's what I said. Arse. Arse. A R S E. Arse. Anyway, my point is, is that I don't really remember what point I was making. I just wanted to actually kick that in there because we've said a lot about George Washington being a. Uh, uh, Satan eating baby worshiper, and <laughs> yeah. so I don't know. I, he's I'd still like Christian, but he like he didn't. He understood the paganism. Yeah, he I mean, like, I can see gonna... that. But they also outlawed Christmas in 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 certain places. In they outlawed Christmas completely. They outlawed opening your business on Saturday because that was the Shabbat. Yeah, they, there's a lot of that kind of like 
I don't know. And is I'm, is I'm still the Shabbat. To talk to that uh, historian because there's a lot of that stuff. Uh, AmericanTorah.com. He's on Twitter. You follow him already? Okay, I thought I did. Off the we just had we just have a conversation. We're just having a, a couple of Twitter chats. It was good. Yeah. Speaking of Twitter oh, and yeah, social media all and all that kind of stuff, that. you guys are watching this. Sorry for a quick uh, mid-episode break, but you guys are watching this, and I know that this, this is uh, the beginning of the new Gregorian year, and uh, we're going to use that as our marker to tell you guys that we are opening up a community Ooh. Discord. Yep. Community Discord. We have been working on it for months before this, and we played in it. We use it. And if you guys are familiar with Discord, and if you're not, come on in, have fun. There's, it's super simple. You'll enjoy it's it. Simple. Yeah, it's, it's simple. It's just a chat room. It's pretty fun. With multiple channels that you can discuss different ideas and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, we have robots in there. Sorry. Don't we get scared. Oh, Don't get scared. We have AI. some artificial intelligence in there. Coming for us. But you can go in there and play games and have chicken fights and, and sell people beer and all that. It's it's a fun It's, it's a, fun a lot little, of fun, guys. You can get some of AJ's Choice Ale. AJ's Choice Ale. Yep. In complete digital format. And the only reason that I'm really okay with the digital Discord. Why? Is uh, is that you know all of us believe that the world's ending in a couple of years anyway? So like, what do we care? What do we care? It's <laughs> right? a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, we were gonna that that'll be posted in the link below. If you guys want to join it, you can come on in, make yourself known, uh, hit us up in there, and we will get you set up with roles and where you can go. There's plenty of instructions, but please come and join us. We would like to really start having active, like off-air discussions with our yep. community. Yep. This and is us reaching out to you. We want you to, to come in out to and another reach Take out. Take our hand. This table's the still very fine. blank. And if you have anything you want to promote, or if you just have like a painting you want to send us and show it off on the show, we will do it. We don't yep. care. Whatever it is. We want to know that someone out there in our subscribers um, are just getting represented. We love you all. Josie, shout out. Nate, love you. <laughs> hey, friends. Scott, you're awesome. Yep. Um, but please go ahead and join us and just come and have the discussions with us offline. And, and it, you will be the biggest influence on our show oh, yeah. and what we say and what we do. Oh, yeah. And so we hope you're liking it. We also hope you're liking that we are coming out with other videos. Yep. Mm -hmm. We know that a long form podcast is not necessarily the best thing to do, but we know that you're here every week with us and you enjoy listening to us. However, we're going to be coming out with shorter form videos, 15 minute, five minutes. And we hope you're enjoying our shorts. We're trying our best to do really all trying. of our comedy. Really yeah, 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 for sure. Um, uh, if you guys don't like them, go leave a comment on our recent shower thoughts about how to spell Hanukkah <laughs> and uh, tell uh, little John here how Hi much. Guys. Tell little John to stop hopping in random people's showers. Uh, he no. just does. That's he a just little shows weird. up at another house and he's like, hey, can I use your shower? Can I use your shower for like five minutes? I don't <laughs> he, have, he I don't went have to the neighbor's house to ask for a cup of sugar and use their shower. I, don't know. <laughs> I was very confused. However, he did come up with a good theory. He said that once you shut the door in a bathroom, it's yours. It's, it's yours. yours. You, you own you it. Need you can do whatever you want you in there you and you can wash it away if you don't. Yep. Anyway, we love you guys. Thank you so much. Join us on the Discord. Join us in our community. And please... Uh, even on our all social media, AJ's been doing really good work with the Facebook. Yes, he has. And if that's Trying your bag, to, yep. go and do it. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We'd love you guys. Yep. And we want to hear from you. And we yep. want to produce you. Also, we there has been, sorry, there has been a lot of offline talk about merchandise. Yes. And I want to go ahead and address that right here. Yes, we, we are partnering to. with a local company called uh, Designs 2911. Um, uh, after the verse, Jeremiah, the plans I know the plans I have for you. Yep. And uh, they we're working on them and how to get direct merch and uh, they're local and they're good people. And we want to, we want to promote them here and see if their business can help us out and we can help them out too. So yeah. be looking in the links for those as well. 
Be awesome. And uh, you guys can get yourself the backslider, backslide, so, uh, you know, <laughs> open back slippers. You're right. We're bringing them back. We're going to bring them back. I'm going to find back. the right stuff. Yes. So here in the last part of the video, uh, we just want to kind of point out a few things. There's a, another idea in the Egyptian culture. Which is where that came from. Okay. Yeah, well, well tell them about, about, about the yeah, tell them about culture it. part tell, because that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's what you so wanted to. We're, you know, coming out of Egyptian culture, which is what the Israelites were coming from, as we all know, with the Exodus. You guys remember when 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 God sent frogs? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Froggies and darkness and darkness. Darkness. Is that a god? Death. The, god, the sun god? I don't know. And, no, but was darkness the deep darkness that you could feel? Is that some sort of an entity? I don't, I don't know. know. Just That's a thought. Keep going. Oh, okay. We'll play so, the game. We'll play the game. <laughs> Just play. Yeah. Anyway, okay. go on. So, I mean, they were coming out of a culture. The the uh, Egyptian culture was polytheistic. We know that. But they also had a lot of ancestral worship in their, in their uh, way they did things. I Isn't mean, that interesting that, like, every culture every seems culture to have has ancestor something. worship except for the cult of Yahweh, which yeah. is what the... cult. The, well, that's what they call the, uh, like, the, from a... Um, uh, like a scholarly perspective, they call it the cult of Yahweh, which started right. at Exodus and goes forward. So, sorry, but they, I didn't know that. the focus on Yahweh. Yeah, let's play with the meanings of words again. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, cult is not exactly a bad thing. That's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They just, Tolerance it, is not exactly celebrating something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Go ahead. So, the... The Egyptian I'll ancestor just, worship. I'll just read the summary of this uh, article. The article is, uh, go back up here. The eternal nature of the family in Egyptian belief. It's a it's a religious study center. Yeah, the BYU uh, religious BYU. study center. Yeah, I'll just read the last last <laughs> paragraph, which is just summarizing. The Using whole thing. Mormons to to make your hey, case. Why not? I don't have, I don't have just an because issue. they have. I don't know. I'm they playing. have decent. They I'm have a playing. decent thing here. Good. Summary: Surviving inscription and artistic evidence from the ancient Egyptian e Egypt, from ancient Egypt. Sorry, all points to a very strong sense of family in this life, and the firm belief that the family structure, including even servants, would remain intact after death. So, stop there for a second. Hold on. So, so when you died, uh, I, th I think and this is the part where I'm like having a problem. Like, if you were a slave, weren't you like? buried with pharaoh when he died whether you were dead or not oh i don't i, mean, I think because slaves some, were considered property yeah. like close slaves like I'm people pretty sure you're oh, right man. there like the servants before. joseph might have had right you know oh they were buried with joseph because he owned them they were his oh. so like whether they were dead or not i don't Maybe. know i didn't know I that know. I've, I've heard that before but i don't know if it was if they're dead or if not. a singular pyramid was built to honor the singular pharaoh but there's multiple sarcophagi Sarcophagi. Sarcophagus. Sarcophagus is. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, the authority for this reuniting is modeled on Egyptian royal documents, which included an official seal with a god taking the place of the king as the uh, authorizing agent. The Egyptians believed that they would not only be reunited with their family members in the next world, but also with their friends and associates. The relationship between husband and wife and parents and children is portrayed with great tenderness and the joy at seeing each other again is em emphasized the egyptians firmly believed that life after death for those who live a moral righteous life would be a continuation of all that was good in this life including especially the family relationship 
that were of gr such great importance to them in this life. Okay, so I mean, right? Just like heaven. Yeah. Just like just like what we believe, right? <laughs> when you die, you go straight to heaven. Sure. Uh, all your family and loved ones. And all your and family your dogs, and loved ones, and, and you'll know there, and, and you'll be dogs. married still to your wife. I mean, even if you had like. You divorce three wives while you were online. You'll be married to all of them when you get to heaven. Sure, that's how that works. You know what I mean? Jeez. You guys that's remember that part where the Pharisees started talking to Jesus? No, the Sadducees started talking yeah. to Jesus? Yeah. It was Sadduous. It was Sadduous. 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 They were sad, you see. It was sad, <laughs> you see. The Sadducees did not believe. The Sadducees did not believe in. Um, resurrection. Resurrection. Well, they also didn't believe in it. In college, that's what they taught us. They said the Pharisees. Right. This and the Sadducees didn't believe in angels because they were sad. You see, sad. <laughs> you see, <laughs> but the Pharisees believed uh, how we believe, which is seems to be more accurate in the Bible. That when you die, you go to it's the like, grave, yeah. you descend into Sheol, the grave, and we've translated the words like Sheol multiple times to hell, yeah, to and we've hell. put yeah. fire and pitchforks around it. But mm -hmm. that's not the biblical concept. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's absolutely sleep. not. Yep. It's a soul sleep. You go Betty Bye for, Betty a, by for <laughs> a couple of millennia <laughs> until the Christ comes back and then the dead in Christ rise. Yeah. First. Yep. First. Yep. So I mean anyway. Egyptian culture has a lot of that that uh that emphasis on emphasis ancestors. On ancestry, on the next life, this whole idea of rein or you're not reincarnation, but like new next world. A lot of a lot of the pagan idea of yeah of i mean even even down to they would write letters to the dead whenever they buried yeah. them they would write letters to them this like this is a like, lot of it's a lot of the the ancestral like culture yeah. and we know that god talks immediately against that later on in leviticus and uh, and maybe in exodus too but for sure in leviticus where he says don't commune and talk with your dead yeah. Yeah. You know, we know that dead. God is is a God of the living. Yeah. He's he's more focused on you're living your life here now. Yeah. Honor them here and now yeah. and not after they're gone. I wonder if that's why Christ said let the dead bury their let dead. Let the dead yeah. bury their dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and then like uh this whole idea like so we've been talking about the 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 juxtaposition of mm -hmm. the Egyptian way of life and how God wants them to live as yeah. he expands on the 10 commandments and everything else, you see that in the, this honoring your father and your mother, cause it's yeah. telling you about how to honor them now. And so you go fast forward to the second Testament with, with Christ. There you go. You got it right. And he, Good job, AJ. he specifically uh, condemns the Pharisees for talking about the, the tradition of Korban, which is mm -hmm. giving a gift unto the, the temple or unto God. When, if you don't understand that, that, that idea of Korban was to make a pledge to the temple or to Yahweh through the temple of a certain amount of wealth. But what they were doing was using that idea of Korban to get out of the um, requirement of honoring their parents in their old age, which is taking care of them. Because that's a, that's a large aspect we haven't actually touched on, but taking care of your parents in their old age just like they took care of you in your young age is your job as a child my so father you, can i can i do a quick story about yeah, go ahead, and honor go ahead. my father in yeah. this story um my father and i hope i'm okay to say this but my father did not grow up knowing his biological mm -hmm. father and the man who is his father or was his father uh his name was joe um joe 
Joe died in his 50s from uh, years of alcohol abuse. And this was about when I was 18 years old. My, my father is not born of Joe. Uh, but Joe was the only man who raised him as a father. All the, the stepdads that he had, they were less than, less than what he needed. Yeah. But Joe, Joe, was, Joe was the right guy for the job. And he wasn't perfect either. And he wasn't great. He was an alcoholic and all that kind of stuff. Yes. But when it came time for Joe to pass, and when he got really sick in the last two years of his life, it was my father who took care of him. It was my father who showered him, uh, cleaned him, took care of him, walked him back and forth, took care of his estate, did all this stuff. My father would be considered the firstborn. He's the oldest of that generation. But he's not, he wasn't born of Joe. That's not mm-hmm. blood. He honored his father. And it doesn't have to be blood, but he honored him. And it was a way that like, I knew that I was going to be able to have in my ability one day to change my own dad's diapers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just saying, I mean, you no, can laugh at no, it. I thought of something funny right before we started this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it was to diapers you begin and to diapers you shall return. <laughs> <laughs> From dust to dust, diapers to diapers, baby. Let's go. <laughs> just oh, saying. Man. It all just depends. <laughs> But yeah, just yeah, just talking. So that is that is the job. So as yeah. a child, your job is to take care of your your parents, and it normally falls on the oldest the oldest son because the daughter goes to be a part of her husband's family, in that context. Yeah. So the oldest son, it, a lot of times, it gets left for the oldest daughter, which tends to be really in, in weird. modern day in culture. Modern day, yeah, because and us men are not stepping up for the role that we should right. be Amen. doing. But um, with all that said. I think that is an important thing that Yahweh was trying to show um, ancient Israel and his people throughout history is that he's the God of the living, not the God of the dead. Yeah. And he wants you to honor your parents while they're living, not have regret and go back and um, honor them when they're dead because they, they, the dead know nothing. The dead see nothing. The dead hear nothing. They are sleeping waiting for the resurrection or whatever awaits them when Christ returns. Mm-hmm. And our job is to take care of them while they are alive, whenever they need us to. That is, you know, specifically when they right. can no longer take care of themselves yeah. and they need us to step in. We and that's need- our job. So if, whoever you are out there, if you are in this position and you know that your parents need you and you're not doing it, I would recommend step getting up. on your knees, talk to Yahweh, step up, and do that because I know there's going to be a day that I'll have to do that. Me too. Little John will have to do that. Bear will have to do that. And so I hope I'm still, I, bo- I hope I'm still accepted to be able to do that in a lot of my, yeah, my, in my understandings because yeah. in this next part, and this is kind of where we'll end the show on it. Okay. Honor your father and mother. It is a commandment with a promise to prosper you and bless you. It is. And we can all attest and even in our own families and in our own church family, we know that this is something we, we know God's promises are real. But Amen. Jesus comes on the scene and he says this in Matthew 10, starting in verse 34. He says, Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter in law against her mother in law. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. Mm -hmm. 
This is the words of your master. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Yep. He who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Honor your father and mother. Your family is a very big deal. In fact, even my own household, our motto is family first, same team, but God above all. And this was something that you were supposed to have the faith and the conviction to be able to go against what mommy said. You are supposed to have the faith and conviction to go against what dad said if it is against the Bible, Mm -hmm. if it is not there. Because if you can't go against what they said, if you can't get past that, if it's family before anything, if it is faction before anything, you're not worthy of Christ. Yeah. That is what Christ said. And I would rather be worthy of Christ and receive a promise of eternal life before I disobey him for anyone's sake. Mm. Anyway, on that really sad note, we hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. Look forward to the next one, which will be coming out in one week. It'll be the next commandment. What's the next commandment? Yep. Uh, you shall not murder. You shall not murder. Do not murder no one. I wonder if that'll be good anyway. Hey, and remember to follow us on, uh, obviously, subscribe, hit the bell here on YouTube. Yep. Um, we're going to try to make sure Rumble's getting going. Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, at Recovering Babylonians. Twitter is at R Babylonians. Um, follow our personal accounts at LJ of Babel, at AJ of Babel, at Dove Godol. Dove Godol. On, those are our Twitters. Um, yeah, we, we want to try to build our, our social community as well. Yep. So if you're on the social media, um, it's not always the devil, but it can be. So don't let it consume That's you. True but yes. we're trying to use it to help build our platform and grow a community of people who love Christ with all their heart and are learning to recover from Babylon. So we love you guys. And thanks for joining us. Wait, you got something to say? Well, you so, got this one last thing. I have I, one. I, mean, I was on a roll. You, you Gee, wanted to say it. It's my job to say it. it. I was wait. Uh, I'll get in there. Okay. We've got a... <laughs> uh, we had one article that we didn't pull from that will be linked in the description below. It is six things to know about the fifth commandment. It's all theological. If you are... It's from corechristianity.com. Corechristianity.com. It's pretty good. Pretty good. If you guys are new to this walk and want to learn more, if you just want to understand a little bit more of how we view... The fifth commandment, which is what we talked about today. Go check it out. It'll be in the link. Link in the link description, in the description below. below. Oh, yeah. Okay. That good job, said. A- or good job, LJ. 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 I almost said AJ. LJ. I am AJ. You are AJ. You are LJ. Right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But anyway, please come yep. and join us come on see. this road to recovery. Join us on the road to recovery. <laughs> <laughs> we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye, guys.